Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome back to the New Work Revolution podcast. This is Brandon Allen, and uh, we're going to continue our conversation today about tough conversations at work. And in case you missed it, in case you haven't been listening, this is part four of the series. So part one, we talked about being supportive and really fighting for your team. Part two, we really talked about being clear and how to do that uh, in a healthy way. And then last week's episode was about how do we make sure that we put people in the driver's seat to come up with solutions to their own problems. Now, Step four or part four of having tough conversations is the follow-up. So you supported the person, you, you stated very clearly what the issue at hand was, you had them work on a solution that they came up with that they're going to be held accountable to, and now comes the most important part of the whole process, and it's following up and giving people feedback. And there's nothing worse as, a, as an employee, and I've been on both sides of this conversation, I've been the person that is being held accountable, and I've been the person holding someone else accountable. And so I understand it from both viewpoints, but there's nothing worse than having a conversation that you deem important, that your boss deems important. They create the space, you have this big time conversation, and then you go out into the world and you do your work, and then your boss says nothing to you about what you was discussed and that the topic never comes up again. So there was this big to do, you had a meeting, maybe it was a lunch and now you're working on it diligently, but you're not getting any feedback over time. What I think is that these conversations actually are meaningless if we're not careful as a, as a leader. So I want to make sure that everyone understands that what we talk about when we sit down and have a conversation where we create change that I'm really serious about that change. And if I don't follow up, I'm giving people the mistaken impression that that conversation wasn't nearly as important as maybe they thought it was. And that's a huge mistake. As a leader, you have very few things that you can utilize as currency as a leader. But your credibility is a huge one. And this is one of those things, and I've talked about this a lot, and I always think of the movie Liar, Liar. If you've listened to this podcast or you've been to a workshop, you've heard me talk about the movie, but I think it's a really great demonstration or illustration on how credibility is important when you're a leader. And I don't care if you're a leader at home or you're a leader at work. This leadership is important. So when I say something and we create the space for something to be said, how I respond to that later is going to dictate how credible I am as a leader. And if I'm credible, my words have meaning, they have real teeth. But if I'm not credible, then it doesn't matter what I say because no one's going to take it seriously. No one's going to follow through on what I say. So when we talk about a cre- uh, uh, credibility, remember that accountability it comes from credibility. If I have credibility, now I can create that accountability, number one, by just saying the words to begin with. And we all know people that when they say something, we listen because we know, you know, you, you may have had a grandparent or a parent or someone who you just knew when they said something, 
Boy, you better listen because that is going to become a reality in your life. And there's going to be some consequences if what was talked about and discussed doesn't happen. So if you want to create accountability, and I know this happens a lot in leadership where we say, you know what, my team member, we talk about things and they never follow through. And a lot of times I think, well, what kind of follow up did they get? in accordance with their follow through. So let's take something that's really simple. And and and, and going back to, you know what, I, I need to finish, I need to loop this back because I realize I just didn't do that. So for some of you, you're like, why the hell did he just bring up the movie Liar Liar? But in the movie Liar Liar, Jim Carrey, uh, this is an, a 90s movie, uh, Jim Carrey uh, always told his son, you know, him and his, uh, you know, Jim Carrey and his, and his uh, you know, former wife, they're divorced, he's got a kid with her, and so he's not around all the time, but he keeps making his kid promises, and then he never follows through on it. And because he never follows through, he loses his credibility. So his son thinks he's a liar, and then he makes a wish that his dad would never lie. And then it's funny to watch how his dad can't lie. So his dad's always making these promises. He happens to be a lawyer, and and now he can't lie. And and it's, it's kind of funny. So... Um, Anyway, go watch that. You're welcome. I mean, if you get nothing out of this podcast, you've gotten Liar Liar as a movie recommendation. You're welcome. So so going back to the, the whole accountability piece, if I, if I have concerns about someone's follow-through, I need to look at my follow-up. So let's take a really simple example of like being late. Let's say that you have someone on your team that's chronically late. And you want to address that issue. So you sit down and let's say his name is Steve. And we say, hey, Steve. Um, wanted to talk to you about, you know, being on time, you know, I want to go through why it's important, blah, blah, blah. And then I say, hey, Steve, how are we going to address this issue? How are we going to work on this to make sure this isn't a problem again? And, and Steve gives me, you know, his solution to the problem. Hey, Brandon, I'm going to stop going to the club. Uh, whatever it is, I don't care, right? I'm going to break up with my girlfriend because she's keeping me up late. I don't know. Whatever your issue is, Steve has decided he's going to stop doing it. Now, let's say the next day Steve comes in and Steve's on time. I may look at Steve, and this seems like a stupid thing because it's such a small thing being on time, but I may look at Steve and say, hey, you're on time today. You took our conversation to heart. I want you to know, Steve, that I appreciate you being on time. So that's great. That's one scenario. Now, let's say the next day I have this uh, conversation and this no good piece of junk Steve is late again. Damn it, Steve. I'm so pissed at Steve. But now I'm going to sit down with Steve and I'm just going to say, hey, Steve, man, we talked about this yesterday. I don't know if you forgot to break up with your girlfriend or you went to the club last night, even though you said you weren't going to. I don't know what the issue is, man, but you were late for work again today. And here's the thing that I need in my organization. I need someone who can be counted on to be there when we need him and when our clients, customers, patients, whoever it is, needs them. I need you to be that kind of a reliable person. And right now, I'm not sure that you can be reliable. Tell me why I should believe you when you tell me you can be reliable. Sell me on your ability to be reliable because you need to sell me on that right now because I'm, I'm really skeptical. And I'm going to have that conversation with Steve. Now, in either scenario, what I've done is recognize the conversation and the fact that we've already created the space to talk about this, but I've also acknowledged it in either way. If Steve's on time, I want him to know 
Steve, I'm watching you. Steve, I'm paying attention to what you're doing. Steve, your behavior matters to me. I care about how you show up. If he doesn't show up on time, Steve, I'm watching you. I'm paying attention. What you do matters. I have a high standard for you. Here it is, right? This is what I want. Now, I want to know, Steve, do you have a high standard for yourself, right? I'm going to go through that process. I want Steve to recognize that he matters, that he's important. And when we talk about engagement at the workplace, most people feel like the work that they do or or how they do it, it just doesn't matter. If I do a great job or a mediocre job, it doesn't matter. It has no impact. But I want people to know that's not true. How you show up at work has a huge impact on the results that we get, the environment that we create, the culture that we build our business upon. All these things matter. But when we don't follow up, We're telling people the exact opposite. We're telling them that, you know what, I said that, but I didn't really mean it. I made that an issue, but it's really not an issue. Or, gosh, maybe I I address it in an inconsistent way, so now I'm giving mixed signals. Is this important or is it not? But what you don't want to be is the kind of leader that says things and people ignore them because they know that eventually you'll forget. And I don't care how you create your follow-up system, but look, I'll write a sticky note to myself. I'll put it on my computer and I'll say, hey, make sure to recognize Steve's performance, good or bad, tomorrow. So I'm going to make it a point. Whatever the performance was that I'm looking for, I'm going to make sure that I create the space to acknowledge that specific behavior. So important. And it's so easy to forget. I mean, this is one of those things where... Look, this thing is easy to do, and because it's easy to do, follow-up is so easy to do. It's also really easy not to do it. So take a look at your follow-up system. What is missing in your follow-up? Are you giving consistent follow-up? Now, I mentioned the, the next day in my example with Steve. And if your name is Steve, I'm sorry. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that something that I recognize multiple times. If Steve, if I recognize Steve goes a whole week then with being on time, I'm going to say, Steve, that's awesome, man. You nailed it. If he goes a whole month, I'm going to say, Steve, you're killing it. Don't let up. If, if, if Steve's not, then, you know, it's very likely Steve won't be there in a month if he can't demonstrate better on time behavior. Now, I've had clients say to me, Brandon, you know what's weird is I recognize someone's performance and I tell them they're doing a good job. And their performance slacks off or they relax. And this is where I tell people when I give them feedback, hey, you're doing great, but you're not out of the woods yet. Okay, this is one day, one week, one month of what I hope to be a very long career. So this isn't the time to relax. This isn't the time to take a breath. Whatever you're doing, I want you to make sure you keep doing it because it's important to me. It's important to your team. And it's important to the people that we serve. That stuff is important. So if you have people that you feel like kind of slack off or let loose or, or, or exhale after you give them some feedback that way, make sure you let them know, hey, this is not the time for that. You, I want you to continue pushing the ball forward. But when you create good follow-up, you start to build credibility. You start to build authority. And then you can really create accountability in a powerful way. And you'll start to create the kind of uh, organization where people know what the boundaries are, what to expect, 
and they'll start taking ownership in their work and it'll be very powerful. So as you go through this process, make sure that you recognize people for their greatness and why you believe in them right up front. Be very clear about the intentions that you're having a tough conversation about. Create the game plan for how they're going to fix the problem together and then make sure that you create the space for follow-up. That's step four and it's super critical. It's super important. So next time we talk, I'm going to talk about confrontation ninjas and the things that you might hear as we go through this process. See, I didn't really talk about all of the, a lot of the bad things that happen um, when we go through the confrontation process because there are some things that happen that aren't ideal. So we're going to talk about how to deal with those things and how to do that in a productive way so that you can minimize the effect that those issues have when they come up in a conversation. And so we're going to talk about all those different things over the next week or two, and and we'll cover those. So stay tuned for that. If you found this helpful, if you feel like this whole series has been helpful, hey, do me a favor, share it with friends, share it on social media, like it in iTunes, um, like it through social media. I really appreciate that. If you've got feedback or questions about the show, go to newworkrevolution.com, hit me up with a comment. I'll get back to you right away. Uh, with with uh, with a response. So again, I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's podcast, and I will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.